0: Roadman, it's kicking off tomorrow, the Giro d'Italia, let's preview it. Cue that intro. The big question is this, how do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness and our longevity? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome back to another Roadman cycling podcast. Thanks for joining me for another week on the podcast. If you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to some of the episodes, we've had episodes which made a big impact and I got a lot of feedback on talking about journaling. Simple act of journaling. It sounds like something that's a bit airy-fairy, but honestly using some of the skills and some of the ways to set up your journal that I talked about, it can really be a tool to bring your performance to the next level. That's definitely a podcast worth checking checking out, so I would encourage you highly to go back and check that out. But today, I want to talk to you about the world's hardest race in the world's most beautiful place. Of course, that is the Giro d'Italia, and it's kicking off tomorrow in Sicily. Before I dive in and talk about the Giro d'Italia, I'm going to ask you all to press pause on this podcast and head on over to patreon.com forward slash Anthony underscore Walsh. I'm bringing this podcast five days a week. Five days a week obviously brings a financial strain on myself, on Roadman, and the way we fund the podcast, we haven't taken on any sponsors. The way we fund this podcast, it's user contributions over on patreon.com. So if you'd like to buy me the price of a pint of beer once a month to say thanks for the entertainment, thanks, I'm learning a lot from the podcast, Patreon is how you do it. And in return, you'll get access to the secret podcast. Ooh, creepy, secret podcast. That's where you can ask me anything, an AMA for Patreon members only so i'm going to put the link in the bio down below and your appreciate your support is much appreciated that's a tongue twister. i almost said your appreciation is much supported that's what you get that's what you get right where's your Italia folks it's been rocking since 1909 so this is a race which is steeped in history and if you know your history of the sport you will know that it was actually said it was a marketing stunt It was the Italian newspaper, Gazzetta del Sport, who set it up in 1909 to increase sales of their newspaper. And interestingly, the paper is pink, and that's where we get the pink leader's jersey, the Maglia Rosa, from. So we're going to kick off tomorrow, October 3rd, in Sicily, Monreale, in a prologue. And we're going to finish three weeks later, 21 stages later, in Milan on the 25th. The Giro d'Italia definitely has a special place in the hearts of myself and other Irish fans because it was here only a few years ago we had the opening stages and I still remember the first stage. I managed somehow to snag tickets through a buddy of mine to the VIP finish area and Marcel Kittel won the stage that day, the retired German sprinter, but yeah the VIP experience got the better of me and I had a bit too much to drink that day and I can remember very very little of that finish into Dublin that's what happens when you give out free drinks at a VIP area really to somebody who doesn't have any business in a VIP stand Stephen Roach was sitting uh, or standing beside us in the VIP stand and if Stephen Roach is listening to the podcast and you do remember a drunken man that day asking you crazy questions about internal team tactics in 1987 Stephen, I'm going to go and I'm going to apologise for my behaviour that day. It wasn't becoming of a road man. (laughs) Guys, I want to talk to you today about the key stages and the contenders as I see them for this year's edition of the Giro d'Italia. Strange edition, obviously. We're used to seeing the Giro in May. We're now seeing it in October, coming near the end of October. It seems like it's going to get pretty chilly, but look, who knows? Italy's thrown up some strange weather even in May through the year's. We've got 3,495 kilometers to cover over 21 stages. That includes three individual time trials, which is in stark contrast to the tour this year, which was very much prioritized, just the road stages. We're kicking it off with a TT on stage one. And if anyone has seen Back to the Future, that sports almanac that predicts the sporting results, I have myself a sports almanac. And I can guarantee you, Stage 1 is won by Filippo Gann, our World Time Trial Champion, Individual Pursuit World Record Holder. He's the winner of Stage 1. How do I know this? It's the crystal ball. It's a sports almanac. Get yourself to the bookies because he's a shoe-in. I just can't see how he's going to be beaten on it. The other stages I see as key ones are... I'm, I'm not going to rattle through all the stages because that's going to sound like a Rafa cycling podcast. It's going to sound like two lads reading a phone book. What I am going to do is talk to you about a couple of stages that I think are key. So stage three is Mount Etna. We know Mount Etna. It's one of the iconic climbs in world cycling. It's an 18.2 kilometer climb and it's an average in 6.8%. It's the first uphill finish in this year's race. That's going to be a mix up in GC for sure. The individual time trials are always a big shake-up. When anyone who's watched the Tour de France, you see how difficult it is to get time on your opponents. You can finish at the front of a group or the back of the group, and you all get the same time. So there has to be physical separation, distance between wheels, for you to be credited with a different time. So unless it's an uphill finish, it's super hard to get time. And even an uphill finish, with the volume of teammates these top riders have, their team leaders have, it's still difficult to unless there's a huge gap in talent or tactics to eke out that precious, precious time. But individual time trials are where it's, you know, 10 seconds is not hard to get if you're can if you a good guy against the clock. And Ineos Grenadiers... I still haven't got used to saying Grenadiers, but it just sounds cool as fuck. The Grenadiers. They sound like some sort of marching, secret German police force that's going to come and fuck your shit up. The Grenadiers, uh, Garan Thomas... He is a man who knows a thing or two about racing against the clock. Inc- incidentally, Garant Thomas was talking about how he lost his Garmin before the World Time Trial Championships. He finished just off the podium, but he couldn't find his Garmin before the start of it, so he couldn't pace himself. He didn't know what power he was doing, so he had to ride it off feel. Now hopefully Garant manages to get himself a new garment for the individual TT on stage 14 because it's 34 kilometers long and it could be his first chance to make real separation between himself and the other contenders. Stage 20 it's the iconic climb up to Sestriere. It's a 190 kilometer stage and they're covering over 5,000 meters of climbing that day so that's going to be epic and I've picked out another TT as well because like I said they're just so easy to get the time differentials in TTs they're just crazy we've seen Lopez in the Tour de France TT he went from podium to seventh in a TTT so to have in a TT not TTT TTT is team time trial we don't have any in this ITT is individual time trial of which we have three so the Tour de France finishes out on stage 21 with a procession a little bit of a Patrick's Day parade into Paris where they all kind of hug and take pictures and follow-ups and toast each other the Giro doesn't muck about it finishes with an individual time trial on the last stage so there's drama on the last stage I remember you know Ryder Hedgedal going into 2012 and he had to pull out a performance on the last stage it's brilliant TV but it must be so stressful for teams to be involved in so I've picked that out as the last last uh, real stage of interest De Giro is such an amazingly hard race and the battle for the Maglia Rosa is always just one with twists and turns and a couple of people that I've picked out of note. Sagan is back just two weeks after finishing the Tour de France to De Giro Italia. It is a Giro debut. He was building form all through the Tour. He had that battle with Sam Bennett that has to have drained him. Like, how did he... Re- he skipped the Worlds. How did he recover in the two weeks in between? Can he make that collection of Tour de France, Vuelta a España and Giro stage wins. There's not many riders have done it. I would like to see him get one. Uh, I love rooting for the underdog. And it's hard to say that Sagan is an underdog, but it's just so long since he's won bike races that I want to see him back winning again. We also have Caleb Ewan. He didn't finish the Tour particularly strong. And we have Fernando Gaviria as the sprinters. But let's talk about the GC guys, the big dogs. This is where all the action is we have a funny lineup because the Tour de France was so close we didn't expect to have Garant Thomas at this year at Italia but when Ineos flicked him and uh, now he is the Ineos Grenadiers leader for the Tour so he's going in as my race favorite especially after his form in Torreno Simon Yates the winner of Torreno is obviously going to be one to be uh, feared as well but with three individual time trials I see him maybe getting a podium we've Chryswig, obviously Jumbo Visma were massively impressive all the way through the Tour and We'd be singing a completely different song if, they had, if Roglic had pulled off that last TT up to La Planche de Belfi. If he hadn't have imploded, we would have been talking about Jumbo dominance from start to finish in the race. So Kreuzweg is no doubt going to be going there, backed up by some serious hitters with tactical notes that they've learned through three weeks of the Tour de France hard to look past him although he's coming back from an injury Vincenzo Nibli the two-time Giro d'Italia winner the 35 year old some would argue he's past his best but I'd say you just need to look at you just need to look at the world's last weekend and see he was there at the business end of it he was second in the general classification in the Giro last year he's with Trek I wouldn't bet against him for a podium so I'm calling my podium as Garan Thomas, Simon Yates, Alejandro Nibli, the Shark and Messacena Guys, I started this show by telling you, the Giro d'Italia. It is the world's hardest race in the world's most beautiful place. It truly is. The TV, the views, the scenery, the routes they bring these guys on. It's nothing short of epic, spectacular. I could throw out so many words to describe it. But, Roadmen, I'm going to leave it there. Enjoy the Giro d'Italia tomorrow. Ride safe over the weekend. And I'm going to be back again bright and early Monday morning. Chat to you then, Roadmen. Hey everybody, it's Anthony again. Really quick, I want to invite you to join arguably the best thing I've ever put out inside the Roadman community. It's a challenge. It's a challenge called the 14 day kickstart challenge. So regardless of where your fitness is at right now, this is gonna be the catalyst for making you faster and making you leaner. I've created this challenge to take the guesswork out of everything. It's 14 days of training plans, regardless of what your level is. There's masters, beginner, advanced. There's meal plans, shopping list, and even a video course holding your hand and talking you through it all. So what I recommend you do right now is just stop everything, press pause on this audio, and go to roadmancycling.com forward slash 14 day, or check out the link in the bio. That's roadmancycling.com slash 14 day.